All right, guys, this is Who Could Talk, episode two. Got my homeboys, Polly, and my homeboy, Christopher Zuma. Yeah. With protest. With protest. The loser. Losers. So this is what we're going to go ahead and do. We're just going to have a conversation. Whatever comes out, we're going to come out. All right, guys. Now. <laughs> come on, bro. All right. Um... How would you rank, let's first start off with this. How would you rank the Star Wars movies? To be more than just those original three movies that George Lucas made back in like the 70s and 80s. And because there was just so much um, imagination and creativity that was behind it, that the fans wanted more. And that George Lucas, you know, he gave that to them with the prequels and then moving forward from that so the originals were you know by far I think one of some of the greatest movies but um, I grew up with the prequels you know mm-hmm. episode 2 um, although it's like one of the least popular movies in Star Wars but uh, just showing like the diversity of the Republic and the Jedi and you know finally putting like um, <coughs> yeah, I'm just sharing the same movie how much game are you good? <laughs> <laughs> you hear about the Jedi Knights in the original trilogy, and then you finally see them in action in Episode Two, and then you know, everything that the, you built up this like this image of them, and you finally give us a visual in Episode Two. So I really love that about the prequels. So personally, although I know like the, I give a lot of you know praise to the original trilogy and a lot of respect, but personally, I think the prequels. Are yeah. Number one for me. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Like the, the episode one was the first Star Wars movie I've ever seen. <coughs> episode two was actually my first one. Yeah, it was my cousin. He had it on uh, DVD. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember because like my friend like invited me to his like his birthday party thing, and like we went to see Episode one first, and we went to like go eat like food after, and ever since then I got like hooked on it, and then. Episode two, episode three came, and then I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta see what happens, like, like in the future. But I get, like, how are you supposed to like watch the movies? Are you supposed to watch four, five, and six, or are you supposed to watch in like chronological order? No, yeah, I would always recommend as like the you know, date of release. So four, five, six, one, two, three, <coughs> seven, eight, nine, and if you want, you can throw in like the standalones and the shows in between. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, I know we, we live, you know, everybody knows, like, you know, Darth Vader is Luke's father and whatnot, so that's not like, the biggest surprise, but it's, um, that's how it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, that, that's the initial big thing, right? Yeah. So, you can't, if you watch episodes one, two, and three first, it's not really a big thing when you go back into the originals. Yeah, because they said it was, like, a, the big, one of the biggest, like, reveals surprises when, like, mm-hmm. Luke said... You know, or when you know Darth Vader like says like I'm your father and stuff. I think one of like the greatest lines and like the biggest reveals ever. Mm-hmm. And it does a good like um, like for George Lucas and all the other writers. That wasn't their original plan. There were a lot of different ways that they wanted to take the original trilogy after Episode Four, or just you know New Hope. Mm-hmm. And they finally came to like the final decision. Oh, let's make Darth Vader Luke's dad. There was a lot of different you know things that they initially had written out, 
and uh, working with, you know George Lucas with this team has just created this whole you know um, how do you say it like a like a cliffhanger type of thing at the end of episode 5 like oh my god what is he gonna do now that his dad is that guy who's killing everybody you know yeah Star Wars is crazy. Just like with all like the story behind it and like the books and the side stories, the lore, the stuff that's not in canon, the stuff that's in canon. Yeah. Like there's so much that goes into it. Like I always always ask you about like like who's who's this guy, who's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen him, but like I still like I don't know why I'm still subscribed to these guys that like show like oh this has just like leaks or like Anakin's gonna be in this they're gonna show him in this movie or they'll be like some random like Sith Lord is coming in this and like I'm just like wow like right. <clears throat> yeah it was rumored <coughs> a long time ago <coughs> that Hayden Christensen was gonna come back to reprise Anakin oh man yeah but I don't know how if that's true or not so we'll find out just like just like photoshop images of like him but like just beard like <laughs> like like Luke like how Luke has like you know white beard and stuff like that but right. like He's a force ghost. Like, do they grow facial hair? That's a good. That's a good question. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, it's, hopefully they end it good. With JJ Abrams, I like the first one. The I mean, the episode seven. Yeah. I think he did a good job just to like to start it off. Yeah, I was very happy when I heard JJ Abrams was in produce episode <clears> nine. <throat> and the good end it with like you know on a good note, do the story, the, the trilogy justice. After episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, episode eight left like a bad taste for people. Yeah, the Star Wars fandom was literally split yeah. in half. A lot of people liked it and a lot of people hated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the big reasons the biggest reasons is because you know they killed off Luke, you know what I mean? But I feel like, you know, he he like he like uh, I don't know, fulfilled like his his story arc or something like that you know what I mean he's like, he's like handing off you know handing it off to Ray. you know what I mean like I don't know yeah like Kylo says like, let, the, let the old what was it let the past die yeah let the past die yeah <clears throat> that was the whole theme of the movie yeah yeah no it's important for them to move on past the Skywalkers because there's a new generation of fans now exactly yeah that aren't tied to the Skywalker so because we had like three generations at least that were you know following the Skywalker story in different times in the past how many decades you know yeah so I think that's the thing like Paul and I were talking about like Nasaja earlier and like that's one of the things why people were pissed like how could they kill like Luke you know he was like the franchise Mm -hmm. he was like a franchise character and I just people can't just let go you know they just can't yeah we've, we've discussed this plenty of times we've debated it a lot but I feel like you know the way that they ended Luke's story I really felt it like appropriate for his type of character yeah yeah you know um, what he did in episode 8 <coughs> basically mirroring himself from an all other planet you know and uh, saving all the people in the resistance, his sister and everybody else that he cared about, that that was like his one last thing, like one last service that he could do yeah. for you know his family, for the resistance, for the entire galaxy, 
and for the forest. And at the end, he finally, like, after being so, like, um, isolated and just, like, he closed himself off from the forest, that he finally gave himself to the forest. Yeah. You know? And we see that with Yoda. We see that with, um, I think, actually, yeah, just Yoda in the movies. But in the, you know, uh, extended universe, you see a lot of times, like, that happens when, when especially uh, Obi-Wan, excuse me, Obi-Wan also in episode four. When you see a Jedi, you know, die, but his his or her physical body just disappears, that's not death. That's like a new chapter of life, and that's yeah. they're living on through the Force. Yeah. So before Darth Vader was able to strike him down, he, you know, surrendered himself. That's the term that they use, right? And you can even see, like, even afterwards, like Vader, Darth Vader was like, what, what the hell? He's moving on the clothes on the floor after he was fighting Obi Wan. He's like, this guy just disappeared. Like, what the hell? Like. Yeah. That was something that was even unknown to Darth Vader. Like, that's, like, you know, because being evil and dark and all that hatred, like, that would never even be, you know, you'd never even come close to accomplishing something like that to be eternal in the Force because there was so much, there was so much hatred in his heart, you know? And yeah. that's, that's the beauty of Luke as, like, the, the Messiah-like figure in, yeah. in Star Wars, that somebody so evil, somebody so... Uh, tormented in every aspect of his life that he was able to turn him bring him around and, and that's the meaning I mean I'm sure you guys know but um, that's the meaning of Return of the Jedi what it's about Anakin Skywalker yeah not like the Jedi are returning to the galaxy you know it's like this evil man Darth Vader is returning to be the Jedi he once was yeah that's the meaning of the movie yeah it's crazy I was on Chris the Game looks dope what's yeah. it called? Jedi Fallen Order, I think. Is it on like Steam or is it or like on systems? They can't release a game just for consoles anymore. Yeah. You want to give me that bag? I guess. Not that bag. Please put that bag away. No, I'm talking about. Do you want me to throw these away? That's that's done. Are you done? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Don't throw them away. Eat them later. I'm good. I'm not gonna eat them. No. What's the game again? What's it called? Keep talking. Keep talking, Paul. <laughs> this is what happens when Robert steps away. It's the only one that can make this work. You gotta keep the hookah going. But yeah, Sean Paul. Nice, Chris. That was good. You guys see what I have to deal with? talking about
Vader. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? <clears throat> no, how about this? How about this? Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah, who's your um, favorite Sith Lord? And then we'll do favorite Jedi and then favorite all time character. Favorite Sith Lord? Do you want to keep it canon or just in general? Whatever. Whoever it is, and just explain like, who or he or she is. Alright, well, Sith Lord, I would go back to Vitiate. This is a legend. This is the time of, like, the Old Republic. Um, he was the... The, um... The spirit, or the, yeah, the spirit of the Sith Emperor himself. Um, basically, there was, like, a time in, in Star Wars history where there was an entire empire of Sith who ruled a bunch of planets, and they had two parts of the government, basically like how you would imagine like a theocracy, theocracy <coughs> like uh, the religious faction running like, the church or whatever, and then the secular faction running just like the other parts of government, more like, uh, you know, military or strict, like, you know, like public works and all that stuff. <coughs> so we had the Sith Lords who were uh, obviously superior everybody else who basically everybody pretty much started as a slave and just had to raise to the rise to the ranks and uh, if they were force sensitive they would train to be Sith if not they would go into the military so then you had to like you know, um, you know at the very top you had the dark council and then you had the grand mobs right so you had the um, the force sensitive and non-force sensitive and um, the dark council were the supreme rulers of the entire empire being that each one of them had a specific sphere of influence. So they would, uh, like for example, if this was like the Dark Council, Paul would be uh, whatever, Darth Kozokuto, the sphere of intelligence. You know, you would be Darth Rob from Chicago, or Chicago, or whatever you say. Robo from Chicago. Yeah. You'd be like the sphere of like ancient knowledge. Nice. And then I'd be like Darth Christopher, or whatever you say. I'm saying my name is Kuriakos. Let's do that. Of like the sphere of Sith philosophy, not stuff like that. And so each of them had like a like a thing that they had to oversaw, you know. And above them. And, and above them was only one, and he was the Sith Emperor. So the Sith Emperor was very distant. Uh, pretty much what people would say the rumors, like, he's uh, he's dead, he's gone, he's long gone, or he's in a deep sleep. Yeah. And that the, the, the council themselves, the Dark Council, were the ones who actually, you know, ruled, did the whole day-to-day, you know, ruling. Yeah. But... Um, and, and, but little did they know, he was very much alive, very much um, like active and manipulating everything, you know, because like nothing, nothing was done without his like say so or let's say, yeah. you know what I mean. And while he's here, you know, just destroying this galaxy, that's really like has no idea what they have no idea what the root of this evil is. They don't know how serious this <coughs> evil is and how ancient you know and then just like pure dark right 
that this you know this emperor was vitiate that um, while he's there in isolation in their eyes like completely gone while he is com- completely manipulating everything he's in unknown parts of the galaxy like thousands and billions of light years away let's say controlling an entirely other system of, of planets and another form as another type of emperor who's praised by his people you know and you know he's like a, he's like an evil tyrant here who's like lives in you know nobody sees him and people fear his name and then here he's out in the open he's still a tyrant but everybody praises the guy yeah you know what I mean and and like when when those two parts of the galaxy come into contact in the old republic period because the there was a temporary truce between the Jedi and the Sith the moderate Sith to actually destroy the Emperor himself mm-hmm. Uh, members of the Dark Council and the members of the Jedi Council actually join forces to kill him once and for all so that they can like actually govern the galaxy in their own you know um, their own way yeah. and move forward when they when, when they are following him they came across this entire other system out there and this whole other emperor, empire this eternal empire and it, which was even more ancient than the Republic was than the Sith Empire was so he was God knows how distant his 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 uh, his rule is, his sovereignty is, like how expansive, you know, his manipulation is. Yeah. You know, and he's everywhere. And every time you destroy his vessel, he immediately just like inhabits another vessel, and he's nearly immortal. Yeah. You know. So how and do you stop him? How do you stop him? Yeah. Uh, well, it takes a bunch of force stuff, I guess. <laughs> give you a cheating answer but uh, not easy um, you it's like um, how I imagined it and I have not seen this this is just how I imagine it but um, you remember Skyrim where you have like those uh, soul gems yeah, yeah something in that sense but without uh, a gem it's the force you have yeah, to yeah. bind him by the force you know to, to restrain him and to restrict his abilities uh, yeah and then only then can you actually stop that spirit because you know what spirits are more they're more they're more deadlier if they're evil and more benevolent if they're not but uh malevolent is bad right benevolent if they're good sorry if, when they're spirits then they are actually physical human beings or an, an alien species you know so a spirit is harder to stop than a person would it be safe to say because I know we had this conversation before where like um like Palpatine or like Sidious that's like mm-hmm. his spirit's been going on for like the longest like could it Right. Think his spirit would have been that. So unfortunately, guy. that this part, the Old Republic has, for a very long time, been legend, right? Even before like the, 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 the even before Disney, you know, purging canon. But um, that would be the the idea. Yeah. That would be it, right? Is that you have uh, this this one spirit, basically resurrecting himself into another person or or manifesting himself in another vessel and stuff like that but then in canon we, we end up getting like stories of Darth Plagueis wanting to achieve immortality wanting to find the secrets of immortality so that kind of ruins that that linkage you know that breaks it that okay Darth Plagueis was just an average man who found out he was force sensitive force sensitive when he was young and then stumbled across this evil man Darth Tenebrous who then took him under his wing trained him 
and he killed his master and he's like well I don't want my apprentice to do that to me I want to live forever so it gives him like that like he's just a normal person yeah that normal Sith yeah like no different from like Darth Vader or like Count Dooku yeah right or Darth Maul not something bigger than that like a, like a higher power yeah you know what I mean so that's what they did in canon that's the path they took in canon you know but um, you can imagine like the Emperor like I said the Emperor <coughs> Palpatine like Darth Sidious you just see what he did during the Clone Wars and during the you know the Age of Rebellion and it's like this guy ruled both faction both factions during the Clone Wars yeah you know he manipulated everything mm-hmm. and it was part of his grand plan and the grand plan went back to Tenebris I think if not his master so it would have been like Palpatine's great grandmaster like, <laughs> yeah. like his grandfather you know what I mean but like his master's master I think or his master's master's master one of the two created the grand plan and Palpatine was just the one to see it and to Story, or do you want to go to the next favorite Jedi? You can go to the next. I, I, right. I'm gonna have a bunch of tangents. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. what Star Wars does to me. That's what we want. Um, what would you say is your favorite Jedi? My favorite Jedi? Jedi masters on the council they were all his students at one time or another Mace Windu, Kyari Mundi Shanti all of them, you know, Obi-Wan Qui-Gon, they were all of his students at one time and uh, even like Count Dooku for example and even though they weren't like he wasn't their direct master like like Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan or Obi-Wan to Anakin he was still the master of the whole order because you saw how he was like training younglings and stuff like that in episode 2 or 3 I think 3 Anyway, but, uh, yeah, he just, hundreds of years being a grandmaster and training everybody, still sitting on the council and viewing them as your peers and your equals, not as your pupils or like, you know, better than them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So he was very much like, a, he was a really good leader. <coughs> and if, if he were to be like an equivalent figure to like, to like reality and stuff, like he would be like a pope patriarch of the church yeah you know and so like where you you consecrate your bishops all over but then you look at them as brothers rather than yeah inferior people yeah you know what i mean and so and just the heartbreak that he must have felt right knowingly uh like in just seeing episode i mean episode uh, in episode three order 66 happening you know and like oh he puts his hand on his heart and he feels everybody dying Everybody he's trained, everybody he's loved, he's cared for, they're all dying one at a time. And uh, if you watch The Clone Wars, which I highly recommend, um, the last season, the uh, Lost Missions, they call them, it shows Yoda and he has this this vision where he's walking into the Jedi Temple and he sees all the younglings on the floor dead and then, um, (coughs) and then he's like, then then some Padawan comes in his vision 
takes him out to the courtyard and it's a whole different scene he sees all the Jedi happy and there's peace and they're all just like sitting around chatting around having a good time whatever in the courtyard and then he goes and surprised and you see Count Dooku as Master Dooku yeah as a Jedi still and he was his former apprentice as well by the way and then he comes to this realization like no no this is not real he points to Dooku he's like you have betrayed us he points to other Jedi that he knows he's like I know you you're dead you're dead and he's like I failed all of you and then it's just like it brings him back to that harsh reality where I failed everybody you know and he just goes into this into this um like, like uh, what do you call it? exile, exile self yeah. exile yeah. and he holds on just long enough for a new hope yeah. you know what I mean for Luke he's got goosebumps yeah I have him too mm-hmm. he holds on just long enough because he knows he knows that this is not the way that the force will, will treat the galaxy this is not the way it should be he's waiting for this messiah like figure like we keep calling Luke he's waiting for him to come like the second coming of Allah, whatever the chosen one and uh, he holds on, he holds on, and then all of a sudden, Luke comes around, he trains him, and then he goes. Yeah. Then he surrenders himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And remember, like, Yoda didn't, like, he, he did, he, it looks like he just goes off and he dies, but if he didn't surrender himself, there would still be, like, a body to bury. But he actually surrendered himself, which is different than him just dying of old age. And so that's, that was something very unique about Yoda. You know? That he could have given up any time. You know, throughout all those years in exile, but he waited wow. to bring balance. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like what Luke did. I mean, like he failed. I mean, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, we know the story, but like he failed and he like went to exile too. Mm-hmm. He thought like he failed like his students and like yeah. he created a monster and stuff like that. Right. And you can see those two like very parallel. Very parallel. Yeah. Uh, good parallel between them uh, they did a good job <coughs> mimicking Yoda's story with Luke and that, that it, it finally gives you that that you know that view on Luke as a grandmaster yeah you know that's the that's what people are used to seeing Luke in the original trilogy uh, you know like a young guy he's running fighting he's, he's the greatest Jedi yada yada but then like we have to understand like you have to put Yoda and him on the same spectrum not as uh, you know how powerful they were and it's just just how how um, how do you say like I don't know how to explain it but like just what a, what a grandmaster is supposed to be yeah that feel of responsibility that feel of love and connection to all of your people mm-hmm. and then the same thing happened when Kylo Ren or Ben you know uh, turned to the dark side you know first of all it was his nephew and then there was a bunch of Padawans and Jedi in that temple that were murdered, or that we, we assume were murdered, yeah. we don't know the official story, you know? And that he didn't just feel like he betrayed, I mean, he, he sorry, he failed just his students and his nephew, he felt like he betrayed the entire legacy of the Jedi. Yeah. That's why he was so, you know, um, negative towards that idea, because he didn't, at first, he didn't want to admit his failure, failing of, you know, his failure to whatever, I'm wording everything wrong, but um, his failure for, like, the legacy of the Jedi and the whole symbolism of the Jedi and what it is, you know, because it was such a hard, hard reality to admit, right? And then when Rey comes along and she reminds him, like, what he used to be 
and what the Jedi are, you know, and then there was a spark in him. Yeah. You know, just like there was a, you know, a force awakened in her, she awakened the force in him. And that kind of gives you the idea of Rey being like this other messiah-like figure. I mean, I don't want to push it that far, you know, because personally I don't, I'm not really too happy about her character. Yeah. Like, I'm not really excited about her as I am with other people, but, but for her to like bring the master back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then for him to accomplish everything else he did in episode 8 before he bowing surrendered himself. Yeah. Mm. What would you like to see um, come up for like, whether it's like a standalone movie or or like the next series, like what would you like, like Disney to bring back, whether it's like if they're allowed to bring canon or non-canon stuff yeah. or like the books or anything like what would you like to see? Uh, my always my first answer is the older public. That's my favorite time frame in Star Wars. It's been Star Wars, like the whole timeline. But um, and there are rumors, or I guess they kind of announced. It, I don't know, but hopefully we'll get a trilogy of uh, Star Wars movies set in the old Republic timeline, um, which would be amazing. Another thing that always comes to mind is, uh, you know, we see in uh, Rogue One, for example, or Solo that you don't need a man holding a lightsaber for there to be a good movie. Yeah, yeah that's true. You know what I mean? So, you, there's a lot of different parts to the galaxy. There's, um, and then Mandalorian, like, that looks great coming out soon, right? So, we're excited about any of Indiana. Like, Mark Hamill wanted, he said that he was, he would, he would like to have, uh, he would like to be in or produce something like that, uh, a movie about, I know this, this is kind of still Jedi, but, a movie of um, like a dark spirit, a dark force spirit, um, an evil one just tormenting Jedi or any you know, anybody really, yeah. and that for it to be like an actual horror movie, like mm-hmm. a horror film, you know what I mean? And that it would be very very scary because it's not always PG thirteen. Right? Yeah, there can be some really ugly nasty things. Like I was talking about Vitiate, like he literally ate the soul of everybody on an entire planet. Yeah. just to regain regain strength so like there's like massacre there's genocide there's there's a uh, imagine like a you know like an evil spirit just tormenting people uh, or like padawans constructing the lightsabers like on this one mission or like a little trial imagine this evil spirit just comes and like kills them one at a time you know what I mean like they can do a lot of different things with different genres different storylines another one I always like to go back to of course is like Thrawn right mm-hmm. so Thrawn is one of my favorite um, non-force sensitive Star Wars villain so excluding all the Sith he's my, he's my favorite he is my favorite villain in Star Wars and you see him in canon either in the books or the Rebels show but um, yeah just like following like um, like Thrawn and, and like the military aspects of the whole story you know like like a, like a war movie yeah type thing in a Star Wars setting when yeah Without the Jedi general, but you just have like this, you know, blue skin, red eyed, demon looking man who's just amazing in every freaking way. I love Thrawn. Yeah. Very heartless. Yeah. Like, nothing. There's no empathy in this man. You know, he's not even, I wouldn't even say he's not human, but like if you were, like he was barely human. Yeah. He's just his race, but um, great character. And like the books show how he becomes that type of person and how he becomes that type of military leader 
to the point where he is um, like he's he's Grand Admiral Thrawn, like how Tarkin was Grand Moth. Tarkin was in charge of like the armed forces, let's say, the Imperial Army, and then Moth was in charge of the entire fleet, the Navy. So Thrawn, did I say Thrawn? Yeah. Uh, and they were the number one people in like the military. It was them two in the respective parts of the military. And then there was uh, an equal to them, like Darth Vader. Like yeah. they were in the same level as Darth Vader, at least in the eyes of Palpatine. And Palpatine made Vader understand that. You know, Moff uh, Tarkin and you know Admiral Thrawn, they were they would command Vader. Vader would command them. There was it was like uh, basically between the three of them, there was like a. It was like a, f- a feud or a rivalry to get the emperor's pleasure, yeah. favor. I mean, the pleasure and favor. Um, and uh, I remember in, in the Thrawn books, um, the emperor was telling uh, Darth Vader. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. This was Tarkin's book. Tarkin's book. Yeah, that makes more sense. He was talking to uh, Tarkin. Basically, basically, long story short, I'll pull up later on if you want to see it. He was basically telling like Vader, he's like, shut up to Shoko, listen to this guy. And then they went on a mission together. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's incredible. Yeah. So a movie about Thrawn would be great. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they can definitely do that. I mean, because yeah. I mean, they have like endless opportunities of how many like different movies or mm-hmm. to do like in Star Wars. Yeah, even even if you want to do like uh, like the solo explores that show with like the crime syndicates and all that. You know, the Hut Cartel, there are a bunch of different criminal organizations. There's an entire underworld on Coruscant. Yeah. You know, and imagine like pirates around the galaxy. So any type of like, um, like, uh, you know, mafia type or like, you know, gangster type movie. Yeah, yeah. They can easily do that too. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a random how they like showed Darth Maul, like at the end. Spoiler alert. That, that goes back mm-hmm. to the Clone Wars, actually. Yeah. yeah. That movie was had a lot of uh, Easter eggs and, like, you know, references to the Clone Wars show. And uh, Crimson Dawn, the main villain in that movie, was the, his organization. But, you know, he, he created that in the Clone Wars because it was him and his brother, Savage, that um, after, like, Savage, like, snapped them all back into it, like, he was going crazy. Uh, he wanted revenge. There was two people he wanted revenge on. There was uh, uh, Obi Wan and then and Palpatine. Obi Wan for basically ruining him, right? In mm-hmm. way. Uh, and then Palpatine for just leaving him and betraying him and replacing him that quick. So uh, he built up this crime organization to have like an army behind him to be able to fight uh, Palpatine and yeah. kill him. I feel like he didn't, I feel like he just kind of went in like, like obviously like in, in, you know, the grand scheme of like, you know, like just like getting the army and stuff, but like, did he, did he really think like he could take on Palpatine? Yeah. Did he really think he can take on Obi-Wan? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so Maul, uh, yeah, because it was so, you know, it was filled with hate, right? And you can easily be misled by that much hatred, right? And not only that, he felt justified. You know, he yeah. felt that he was in the right, that he was the righteous one. You know what I mean? 
at this point, he would not have identified as a Sith. You know what I mean? He wouldn't identify as a, as Darth Maul, right? It would just be Maul. You know, he completely renounced the Sith, he, everything they stood for, um, because he hated the Sith just as much as he hated the Jedi, right? So, so he felt like, you know, given the opportunity, being prepared that yeah, he could possibly take him out. But before he could have ever gotten to like the amount of strength or whatever necessary to even challenge the Emperor, the Emperor found out that that Maul still survived. And uh, in the Clone Wars, Darth Sidious, he goes and he, uh, he goes and he, you know, hunts them down, mm-hmm. finds them on, on Mandalore, and kills his brother. And uh, Maul somehow escapes, but then like Palpatine was like basically like mocking him like uh, first of all he was mad Palpatine was mad like you should you should be dead like who the hell do you think you are for still being alive like he felt like it was like he was disgusted in Maul like you need to die now drop dead you know what I mean this is there's a rule of two and Palpatine actually believes in this right that's his that's his you know religious dogma Right, so you should yeah, just go die, and because nobody would just go drop dead, so Palpatine actually is like, okay, I'm gonna have to do it for you. So he goes and he fights them. And there's a really long fighting scene um, in the Clone Wars show where Savage oppressed Maul's, you know, biological brother. He dies. Maul escapes the fight, and uh, and then he then he starts mocking him. Like, did you really think that you could have stood a chance against me? Like, yeah. like really? Like, you child? Like, you know what I mean? You're you're nothing, right? And then Maul goes into like this really bad place where it's like a mix of like depression and in uh, anger <coughs> and has no will of any kind. And he goes to this one. Uh, Sith temple buried underground in this one planet and he's uh, just walking there alone um, coming up with like a new scheme type of thing basically he admits like okay the emperor is off limits like, there's no way I'm gonna get that guy but there's only one other there's only one other person I want to go after so he focuses the rest of his attention on Obi-Wan and um, you know you watch the rebel show you see how that goes, but um, he waited. He waited for his opportunity, and then it finally came. And he, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much of the Rebel Show because I, I feel like the Rebel Show is worth watching. So get into it. I don't even remember your question. That's how many tangents. No, 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 no. You answered it. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, Star Wars. Yeah, so there's no question. Of, yeah, you answered it. Like, what would you like to see in like, movie, like in movies? Oh damn, that was yeah. that was so long ago. No, 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 no. No, you answered it. <laughs> Let's get Paul in the conversation, can't you? Yeah. From like a non-like Star Wars like standpoint. Let's see. No, never mind. <laughs> Fight through it. Who? Which Which Star Wars movie did you like most? <coughs> I feel like my favorites. Yeah, of course, I like the most. 
I like I like I like episode three. I like the whole like Anakin turning evil and yeah and becoming Darth Vader and stuff like that. That was like really cool to see. face bothers me guy or girl it doesn't matter it's just you have a weird looking face like I can't take your face serious I will not watch your movie or show that's good I'm weird but um Hayden Christmas's face did not bother me that much and uh I don't really care about poor acting as long as the story is good so this is one guy in the Vikings Hayden keeps trying to make me watch that show the Vikings I cannot take his face serious oh yeah you just look at a doofus you just want to punch him <coughs> Invested so much into it yeah. already, and like you know, episode two mm-hmm. was like just there, and you saw like all this Jedi and stuff. And then every time one was dying, I'm like, No, what are you doing? Stop! Like, I was going crazy. <laughs> that was a good emotional build up, though. They did a really good job on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good scenes. How long do you think it takes them to film each scene? I don't know, because of like all the CGI and everything. I don't know, it's crazy. It's so hard to. When you're going into it, it's so hard to envision what you're going to be doing with like, that shit. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And what, you know, and on top of that, on top of, like, on top of, like, the emotions that you feel from, like, episode 3 in Order 66, seeing all your favorite Jedi dying and stuff, watching the Clone Wars and Paul can, you know, uh, you know, you understand because he's seen the whole series. You, 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 like, learn so much more about each of those Jedi more, you know, too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they get into, like, different, uh, um, what do they call it? Like, uh, like story arcs. This is all about Plo Koon. This is all about Shakti. This is all about Kiari Mundi, Ayla Sakura. And, like, you actually, like, see the story of the Clone Wars in, in a different perspective from each of the Jedi generals, not just Obi-Wan and Anakin, mm-hmm. right? And you, you, you go attached to them. And then all of a sudden, they just kill them all off, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a testament to the strength and power of Darth Sidious, right? Yeah. And it's crazy to think about how, like, they made a whole show. I don't know how many seasons there were in the, for the Clone Wars, but, yeah. like, they based all that just on episode two. It's, but it gives you, like, mm-hmm. like a deeper, like, understanding of what really happened They probably that. didn't even do everything. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. They, they unfortunately canceled it. But now with Disney Plus, they're going to continue on the story. Mm-hmm. Um... But, uh, yeah, like, you, you end episode two 
with Yoda saying, "Begun the Clone Wars has, mm-hmm. Clone Wars, uh, Clone Wars has, whatever." And then you begin Episode Three, where they're so beaten down, the Republic, the Separatists, both sides, they're like so like worn out of this war, and they just want it to end, and like they're just tired, and, you know, desperate to end it somehow. You know what I mean? Like you get that sense from like Anakin and and, and Obi Wan, and then. Um, the entire council. You even get that from Grievous, General Grievous, and the Separatist leaders. They're like panicking, like they, they they know their end is coming, you know. And like, what happened in between? You know what I mean? Like, what was this huge war that consumed the entire known galaxy for years? You know, that really like, like really made these people so like worn down. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? And a lot of the events in the war led or helped, you know, contributed to Anakin's fall to the dark side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Jedi were not meant to be generals. They were not meant to be warriors. And whereas other Jedi who were more, like, uh, had more self-restraint and um, they actually followed the code, which, you know, well, better than Anakin did, like Obi-Wan, for example, uh, they knew, like, their boundaries. They knew where to stop. Uh, in in battle, you know, um, whereas Anakin he would have committed a war crime because he felt it was needed, you know what I mean? Stuff like that is not right. Yeah, like what are some like restraints? That would you say like? Because I know like I think Anakin broke one with like falling in love with Padme. Like is that like yeah. name some of the restraints? Yeah. So in the Clone Wars show, there's that, that was a perfect example actually, because Anakin in Episode Two. We see him uh, escort Padme to to Naboo, and uh, his his charge was to protect her, right? And um, you know they got captured when they went to go after Obi Wan, and so basically the whole time he was like, uh, "Your your your only mission was to protect this woman on her home planet, and you couldn't even do that, right? And seeing her in danger." Right, being a target in the beginning of episode two as well, when they tried to kill her when she was going to the Senate to vote, and um, you know he, he grew up to like to you know slowly like loving this this girl, mm-hmm. that uh, he wanted to he, he was more how do you say like focused on protecting her than than fulfilling his Jedi duties, right? Yeah. Whereas um, Obi Wan, for example. Had when he was younger, when he was a Padawan, him and Qui Gon they were on a mission somewhere, and, and then he met this one girl, right? Her name was Satine, and they had this thing. The guy had some sort of romantic relationship, and then Obi Wan knew that as a Jedi, that was forbidden, and so he, you know, there was a mutual breaking up, break up between them. She was destined to be the ruler for people. He was destined to become a Jedi Knight, and um, there's like a they still have that feeling of love and respect for each other. Yeah, it's a really really good relationship that they have. I really like it. And um, and then while while um, you know Darth Maul, his whole Crimson Dawn thing, it was affecting her government, right? So it was on her planet where he was trying to take over and stuff, and uh, Mandalore. And um, in the in like you know there was assassination attempts against her from her some of her own people, and the whole time Obi Wan like kept his cool about it, 
and um, eventually Jade like she ends up dying because of the war and you, you see Obi-Wan like he's sad he's heartbroken but there's no trigger there's nothing like um, how Anakin goes crazy and she, no when, yeah, yeah. Anakin, when Padme dies like he, he he's sad he's crying for her he's confessing his love for her but but like he understands like she's one with the force and I need to move on as a Jedi would yeah, right? yeah. and that was the, like, one of the major differences between him and Anakin yeah Anakin would not be able to let that go yeah you know like that also reminds me of how like Anakin's mom, you know, got exactly. killed. You know, that's like another example yeah. of like how he couldn't like just let mm-hmm. go, kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, uh, Obi Wan saw his master die. Obi Wan saw his, uh, you know, the one woman he he was in love with, she died. Yeah. Um, he saw a lot of people throughout the war die. Um, he saw a lot of people he only, he cared about almost die, like Anakin, plenty of times, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of other the Jedi and stuff. Another thing that really hurt Anakin, though, was in the Clone Wars, was Ahsoka leaving. So, there was a long story short, there was an attack on the Jedi Temple. Yeah, it was a really sad episode. There was an attack on the Jedi Temple from within. One of the Jedi attacked the temple. um, But, like, without, you know, they they were investigating. They wanted to know who it was. And that person was another Padawan. She had framed Ahsoka. And the Jedi, um, the, you know, like the beads that the Padawan they have in their hand, yeah, yeah. that stuff, that's like, you know, a symbol of their Padawan. They, they took that from her, you know. They, uh, you know, removed her from the Order. They kicked her out in the Order. They investigated her. Couldn't, like, Yoda just, like, doesn't he know, like, everything? Or, like, does he, like, at least... I mean, did he believe... When Yoda says in episode 2 the shroud of the dark side has fallen he meant it. There's nothing that they could have like they, they, every, everything that happened was part of Palpatine's manipulations. That Padawan falling to the dark side guaranteed Palpatine had some something to do with it. If he didn't have something to do with her like the reasoning she fell to the dark side guaranteed he took advantage of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he would have deceived the Jedi into not believing Ahsoka. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because taking away the one guy... They show, he's, his eyes are all on Anakin. He wants Anakin as his apprentice. Taking away his Padawan from him by making the Jedi betray her, right? Accuse her of murder and attacking the temple of terrorism. That would have hit Anakin hard. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. There was an entire trial... In the temple, the, the Jedi Council themselves, you know, questioned her. They did the trial. Then the whole Senate held the trial. And it was just nonstop, like, how do you not believe her type of thing? And they had no reason to believe her. Like, everything was pointing against her. Yeah. Even, even though they all knew her well, they cared about her. They, they, how could she do this? But, like, the evidence is so clear. But she was framed, of course. And then... Afterwards, Anakin had, you know, he was the only one that was still supporting her, and he wanted to prove her innocence, so he uh, confronted, because he had his suspicions, he confronted that Padawan, and then she turned, like, she, you know, kind of like, it was like a fight scene, like, she 
you know, basically confessed to the whole thing. Then they put her on trial, and they cleared Ahsoka. And when the masters were asking that like, Ahsoka is back into the order, she 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 walked away. Yeah, isn't that like I, think, I, don't know, I don't know if we talked about this before, but did she become like a gray Jedi? Yeah, a known as a gray Jedi, like where she's like. Yeah, you, she comes back in uh, Rebels as a as a gray Jedi. She has two dual white lightsabers. Towards the end, though. Yeah. Like yeah, and she's like a but side it, character. Was such a hype moment at the end. Oh yeah, even at the very last episode of Rebels, she comes back old because Rebels ends after. Um, episode six. So they like they end the story of Rebels and then they jump years later, decades later, to like the end of the whole Empire, it's a rebellion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where they end the story of the of Rebels. And then, so that's where we know that Ahsoka is still alive, at least up to the point of the, the end of Episode Six. You know, while yeah. Luke and do Luke was Leia and Han were doing all this, she was out there somewhere. Um, so God knows she may be alive or dead even with this new uh, sequel trilogy right so we'll, we never know but at the end she came she came in with like a white cloak and she had like a staff and so she looked like Gandalf it was great mm-hmm. you can see she was all older and stuff wow yeah. that's cool dude. to the uh, the nerd chat. So I'm new to this thing and uh, Chris and I didn't know that it was going to end at 60 minutes. That was my bad, but um, we kind of go into the last question and I asked them, you know, what made you fall in love with it? He gave me a beautiful answer and uh, yeah, so just want to give a shout out to to Chris and Paul for listening in and giving their two cents and I appreciate you guys listening to episode two baby